Joseph. I'm your boy and your host, your host, Checo. And this is your co-host, Noe. I want to introduce some of our guests today. I'm going to take your job, Checo. Go ahead. Uh, one of our boys, Derek, and our homie, Jonathan. Thank you so much for uh, coming on Compass Unfiltered, man. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, thank welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, today, yesterday, we're going to be talking about pretty much 2020, man, wrapping it up. This is actually going to be our last podcast for the year. So, all of our listeners or whatever, this is actually coming out on Wednesday before New Year's. Este, wrapping up 2020, it's been crazy, right? I mean, yeah. COVID, the elections, everything in between, man, you know, from uh, financial and, and, and whatnot. So, and all the people that we lost too in 2020, yeah, some, some yeah, crazy, definitely. um, crazy times, bro. We, I, to me personally, I, I've lost, you know, close family members. Uh, and I'm for our listeners, fucking Kobe, Debo, Nipsey oh, Hussle. Was Nipsey Hussle? Nipsey was 19. No, that was, was 19. Oh, okay. But it seemed yeah. like since, and I know, since man, Nip, he was a glitch in the Matrix. Something, right? Since, since him, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's been, you know, and that's just a few that, you know, come to mind, though. But I'm like, damn. Yeah, well, definitely all the lives that lost. Chad with Bozeman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That was a real recent one, too. Yeah, August, yeah. What do you, you pass with him? Colon cancer. Cancer, yeah. Yeah, colon cancer. Oh, colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he said colon, colon cancer. cancer. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new news. That's a new yeah. Nah. But he'd been sick, right? He had been yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. He just kept it on the uh, low. Yeah. Nah, you know what was weird, though, was I saw um, LeBron's new show. Like the shop or something. Oh, like that's that. a good, yeah, that's a good and, show. Yeah, and he was really, really thin, but I was like, maybe it's for a roll or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, was, he was naturally thin, but he was cut up. But at this point, he was just like looking weak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. I mean, a lot of stuff has happened though, man. Like you said, I mean, COVID it's just sweeping through, bro, and fucking yeah, us up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing that's happened in 2020, right? You know what for I mean? Sure. Like, besides yeah. the election and, and whatnot, and. It's affected everybody, yeah. uh, financially, mentally, you know. Um, myself, man, you know, I've, I've you know lost this day. family members, you know, close to the family or whatever. So, I mean, it's yeah. definitely out there. It's real. Uh, now we have a vaccine. I, I don't Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to get into it? We <laughs> can. Uh, who's taking it? <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah. Who's, Oh, I said I thought who's taking the subject. No, I'm thinking about everything. Nah, what's it? Anthony Fauci? I'm not saying it. Yeah, I'm I'm good. We're gonna we're gonna do it. I'm gonna pass. Well, wait a little bit. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to test it on other people? Exactly. See how it how it works. So you guys, you guys are open to it, though. I mean, or, I mean, eventually, yeah. But, but well, just, right now, it's like a night. It's too new. You, like you don't know what you know. What's the side effects are going to be? You know, right. that's the way. At least I think. Yeah. I think I would just I'll keep maintaining the same way I have been distance, you know, mm-hmm. washing your hands, all the good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna take a wait and see approach with the vaccine. Yeah. Are you against vaccines as it is or not really? I'm not against vaccines, mm-hmm. but like I'll I'll admit I, I haven't taken a flu shot, you know, I've declined yeah. that for a really long time. Um and I've been okay. You yeah. know. Um yeah. I kinda get I get seasonably sick, seasonally sick. Um, but yeah, I don't. I ain't trying to get stuff. Is it the occasional like one twice a year? Once twice a year. Yeah, that's, yep. uh, that's what we we're talking about last yeah, time, we're right? Talking about the, the COVID talk. I'm like, you might as well take that take that chance. I mean, why put something in your body if you don't really know what it is or yeah. the side effects or mm-hmm. whatever? Um, but yeah, how about yourself, Jonathan? Yeah. I'm not an anti-vaccine guy. Um, well, I mean, actually, 
Depends, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like flu, you know, I, I would take it. I have taken it in the past. Um, I haven't taken it in a few years, just like yourself. But, um, you know, there's other vaccines, like, especially given to, like, kids that I'm like, mm, I don't know. You know, you know, right. maybe their bodies aren't strong enough for that yet. At least, at least that's the way I think about it. But uh, when it's in regards to this vaccine, my thing is it's just too new. You know, you don't know what's in it, you know, what it's going to happen. And it's I think it's smarter to not jump into it, you know, right Right. Away. And I just feel like it's so fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we literally, they just... We just had COVID. Yeah. Like, it seems like less than a year, right? Because it started February, March. And then they have a vaccine. Yeah. I was listening to the radio this morning, and they were like, man, you know, how amazing is that? I'm like, yeah, it is kind of amazing. Or is it? But, or, I mean, <laughs> but the pressure has been on because you guys are sounding real like, man, it's fast. But the shit talking and the pressure for the, you know, whoever's working it has been on, man. Like, people are like, what's going on? What is the resolution for COVID? How are we going to fix it? Fix it, fix yeah. it, fix it. All right, so they're rushing through this stuff to get it fixed, and now y'all are talking back. They're like, oh, 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 man, this might be too quick. Well, <laughs> don't fix it that fast. The thing is, well, though, I, I think, think just the pressure's been on, though. The pressure definitely has been on, but do we fully understand it? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I don't know if that's. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say that as well because it, it seems like almost every day we learn something new about COVID, right? But all of a sudden we have a vaccine for it. It's like yeah. before it was like, oh, you you, could, you catch it and then it'll probably last eight, nine months or whatever. And then it was like, no, you could literally catch COVID. Then two months later, you catch COVID again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't understand this yeah. disease or, or whatever it is. And, I, and I, I had it and it was like, man, those fevers were terrible. And uh, from reading about the vaccine, people that have taken it, it's like they get a mild case of COVID. You know, they get the fevers, you know, uh, they get the headaches. Maybe not to the extreme, uh, you know, where they lose their taste and all that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would not want to go through that. I had a mild case. I would not want to go through that again, you know. <laughs> so, I don't even know. Would you consider yourself your yours a mild case? Because you have fevers for days, bro. I, I think mm-hmm. I did, like, six days or something like that. Right. I think you did, like, nine, bro. Yeah, I had, like, eight or nine. But I say mild because, you know, I didn't have a uh, hospital uh, visit or whatever. Losing, you know, my uh, ability breathing, to breathe, yeah. you know, yeah. taste. So, I'm sorry. So you had it, Jonathan, right? Yes, in November. And then Noah, you had it. I had it early. The whole month of October, pretty much, I was quarantined. So the whole you month. Have it? Mm-hmm. I was never officially diagnosed, but I've got the sickest I've ever been for the. It was the Super Bowl. So it was February. Oh, shit. it was early. It was really early, and literally could not breathe. All the, all the things that they say are associated yeah. with COVID, but I never went and got a test. Well, I mean, I don't even know if they were available back then. I don't think they were. Oh. Um, and at that time, I think a couple of people, they were just like, you have um, bronchitis, uh, which I've had bronchitis before. And I was like, this, feel like a, this feels like a really severe case of it. But I remember not being able to breathe. I remember being labored, going upstairs, everything like that. And it just felt like a really bad cold. And now I think I'm past the point where they can test to see if you have the antibodies. But yes. I, I almost feel like I did have it, but I was never officially diagnosed. Right, and that's the thing with the antibodies; they only last two or three months. Yeah, so something like, like by now, it's like you, you wouldn't even know yeah. if you did have it or not, you know? Right. Yeah. So that yeah, that's just crazy. I mean, that's that's just my thing too. Like we're 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 still learning from it, you know, and still to this day. Yeah. I mean, I had just seen an article. They were talking about blood types and um, who is least to get it. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, just last week. Yeah. So, I mean, all this stuff is still coming out. Like I said, we still we got a vaccine already. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, who do you, who do you guys think should be first in line to get it? Well, I mean, it's already there, right? The healthcare, healthcare workers. Healthcare. Yeah. yeah. You know, they already started this week. 
Um, that's crazy. Oh, they, so we we're gonna find out from Ed Hart or Charlie or one of them. Actually, Eduardo had it already hit me up that they already offered it to him. Oh, and most of his uh, coworkers, <clears throat> their RMs, um, they signed up for it. So Omar kind of like. I don't know, you know. I mean, I mean, yeah, because yeah. these side effects are, are probably going to be way more extreme than just a flu shot, you know. And like yeah. and he said on the last podcast, like I would get sick from the flu shot, you know, three three years straight. Now imagine if he does get the mild symptoms of COVID. Yeah. They're not that mild, you know. No, I mean, they're rough. <laughs> yeah, they're rough. You know what I mean? We're not talking like not being able to breathe and being at the hospital, but fevers for days, bro, is not a cool. You know, it's the opposite of cool. <laughs> and I think it's like, how long are you guys willing to wait before you guys have to take it or take it? I probably won't take it, bro. To be honest, I, I, I'm gonna wait it out. Like, I want to say at least spring after spring, maybe. I mean, I'm I'm a little, I'm a little longer than that. I'm probably closer to Noe, almost on the ledge of not taking it. Mm-hmm. But if I do, it'd probably be 18 months. Like, let's say if I if I got COVID again, then I'd probably be like, okay, should I be thinking about getting this shot? You know, but. Going with what Derek said, if you could keep the distance, if you could, you know, do the, the basic stuff, keep washing your hands, mm-hmm. wear your mask, whatever. To me, that's the weirdest thing still, man. Wearing that a freaking weird. mask, man. That shit is crazy to me. I, I, I can't get used to that, bro. The thing is, it's weird, though, but when I see someone without a mask in public, I'm kind of like, hey, where's your mask, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, away, bro. we went to all these, bro, last night, um, grocery shopping. We The whole family went because if you stay at home, you go crazy, too. Yeah. So my wife's like, man, let's, let's go. Let's all go, right? I mean, it's not the smartest thing to do, right? But we did it anyway. So we went, um, and we're walking into the store, and this lady's in front of us, and she looked at us kind of funny, and she laughed or whatever, and she didn't have a mask. And then we're like, oh, shit, our mask. <laughs> so I ran back. I had mine in my pocket. My wife had hers in her pocket, too. But we weren't wearing it yet. We were focused on the kids, bro. Putting them in the car or whatever, you know? Um, but Ivan didn't have his. He left in his car seat. So I ran back and, and grabbed it, you know? But the lady didn't have hers on. She probably looked at us like, oh, shit, I can see your face. We can see you, too, lady. Cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I ran back and grabbed it, you know? But that's how, you know, much I hate it, bro. Like, I, I hate it. It, it feels weird. Um, it just doesn't feel right. So I can't, I can't wait to get past that. Yeah. Like, yeah, not having to wear a mask, you know? Yeah, it's going to be a while, too, though. You man. think so? Yeah. And you know what? I didn't mind it too much, especially going to the stores and, and out in public. But it's like, now I'm at, at my job, it's required to wear it for our eight-hour shift. Oh, wow. That's yeah, like... That's, yeah. that's the tough part, because requ- I'm required to wear it when we work. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's and it does get old. It's like, man. And we come in every day, we get a temperature check. I mean, which is good. You know, I right, appreciate right, yeah. that, but... You know, just being able to, I, I ran out to the store Saturday morning to get bacon. I forgot my mask. I turn around and go back to the house. Oh, you you didn't have one in the car? No, I didn't. Damn. Yeah, because you know what happened was That's the worst. I I left it. Uh, I parked in front of my wife, so I thought she was gonna leave first. But then I had to run out and get bacon, and so I took it upstairs out of my car because I wasn't gonna take my car, and she didn't have one in her car for me. So I was like, man. All the way back. All the way back. <laughs> I got like three in each car. I just because yeah, I would forget them all the time. So I just keep them in there. So, so yeah. not switching from COVID, but mentally, how do you guys feel like it's affected society, yourselves? Oh, those deep breaths. <laughs> I know y'all saw it. People on YouTube. That's a deep breath on both ends. And there's people on Spotify. Y'all, y'all heard this shit. It's been kind of fun for me because I, I do draw my energy from people, but I can kind of get tired from people. So my wife calls me an ambivert. So this has been kind of, 
I liked it. Like I like being at my house. I feel like you stock your house with all the things that you like, and you you have to leave when you have to leave, like when you out of bacon. Right. But for me, the year has been kind of cool. Aside from like you know, like you said, I lost family members, stuff like that, um, and canceling traveling plans, as we yeah. was kind of talking about before we hopped on. Um, but it's been kind of cool there. It's been rougher on me to see my friends who do like to go out, my wife who likes to go out, um, to see them suffer. So that's just kind of been rough. Um, I, I enjoy physically attending church. I can't wait till we stop the stream and stuff. That has been really hard on me as far as mentally, um, just adjusting to that, to that new way. And then even like the, um, the Zoom fatigue, like, I'm like, what? Who haven't? No. We're not getting on that. <laughs> so that, that's just kind and of little meetings or whatever congregations I'm doing. Yeah, but for the most part, like um, I've done more reading this year than I've done, you know, in years past, and that's kind of been cool. Um, I started school again for the first time in 15 years. I think that was really helped out by COVID too. So you've been focusing on all the positive stuff. I have. So your mental sounds pretty strong. Yeah, but I do miss, you know, like I said, congregating and then seeing the the, the rough, you know, things that it's done to people who, like my wife, my wife likes to get out. You know, so like as we cancel each trip, I could just kind of see the tear well up in her eye. Mm -hmm. And that's tough for me because what can you do? So, um, but for me, I was kind of good, but it definitely was rough seeing other people around me just like ready to get out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you, John? No, I mean, I kind of agree with you, you know, um, that I feel similar. I mean, I am more of an introvert, you know, so I do enjoy being home, but, you know, I I admit, you know, I, I sometimes you just get tired of being home. At least I do. You know, at least we do, and or sometimes it just feels like even though, like, um, you know, uh, it's just it's just my my wife and I, but we start to miss our family. You know, like, oh, you know, we haven't seen them in a while, and and it it, it, can, it can get like uh, sad. You know, it feels like that. So I mean, we try to um, as much as we can try to go see like my in laws. You know, you know my family too, and um, sometimes you guys, even you guys are far other away, we see you guys less, but. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like uh, you know human interaction. I feel like it's needed. You know, and oh, for sure. Um, but you know, it, it, I know it. I know it's tough because um, like everybody's like uh, they say the same thing for schools. You know, like we need to reopen schools so our kids can have uh, you know the interaction with classmates. You know, and but it, you know it's a tough situation because you know you, you're gonna risk you know spreading the disease more. You know, and you know yesterday we were listening to a um, conference that they were having for my wife's school district and. Um, like there was like moms on there, like they were at this meeting and they were like crying saying their kids are going through depression and things like that, that they're struggling in school, you know, um, that they can't adjust to this format. And, you know, I, I feel for them too. It's sad, you know, um, because I, I do feel like this, you know, element of human interaction of, you know, having like your teachers as like role models and guiding you and is, is important, you know, and uh, it's crucial in the development, right? Yeah, I mean, and I know parents, parents, you know, take that role, but sometimes it's hard for certain parents because they work, you know, they're like, um, you know, they can't teach because they like teach their children like everything a teacher does because you know they're, they're working full time jobs, you know, and so I feel like you know I, I see how it's been difficult, you know, for a lot of families, you know. So oh, definitely. I mean, even uh, I, I think I talked to Noe, uh where I have family and friends who. who uh, spoken to me about like their kids yeah. dealing with depression and, and, and whatnot because of the pandemic and how they can't can't adjust yeah. you know and I mean that's just kids you would think that that's not kind of, kind of crazy like if they can't you know yeah. I mean some of them got to the point where they're borderline kind of suicidal mm-hmm. and it, just to think that a kid can actually take their life just because of you know uh, not being able to cope with, with the pandemic yeah I don't know, it blows my mind, man. You know, yeah. that it's, it's, 
It's definitely crazy. We were reading a study too, um, like how like domestic violence reports mm-hmm. increased, you mm-hmm. know, because couples who hadn't really spent that time. Mm-hmm. So even a link Sergio to like the kids, I think, you know, it kind of shows too, maybe parents need to be a bit more involved. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they don't know their kids as much. Maybe they're relying on the community at school yeah. and these devices and everything. Yeah. But you gotta like build with them a little bit, you know, because I mean we have a tough time managing our mental. Imagine them. Yeah. And I think what kind of um, factors into uh, maybe couples fighting and domestics and, and whatnot, it's probably you know, financial hardships. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you see it that way where, you know, maybe both parents lost their jobs mm-hmm. and now they're dealing with that and then now they got a house full of kids. I could just imagine how that is oh, yeah. in the household, you know? Mm-hmm. Or being stuck at home with their spouse if you really don't want to be home. <laughs> you don't have to go through all the hardship and financial. I mean, if you're if your job is saving your marriage, bro, you're going to work. Yeah. You get that time, that separation. You go back home, you can tolerate it. I'm pretty sure that's a lot of couples, bro. I'm sure that's a lot of, you know, situations. So a lot too. of people would say that's unhealthy, but I don't necessarily think that it is. You do need that, that break. And I'm saying, like, and some people... You know, it, it, that may be the case, you know? It might not even go as deep as what he's saying, like financial hardship and woo woo. I mean, it could just be as simple as that. Like, you can tolerate your spouse so much, you know? And after that, I mean. Yeah, but I think it could be, you know, yeah, compounded like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah both. <laughs> you know, yeah. When you talk to different people, too, I think maybe, hopefully, 2020 will cause us to give, you know, have a little bit more empathy. Because you got people who are applying for social services mm-hmm. and going out and doing different things that they never had to do because their income stream just stopped. <clears throat> you know, right. so maybe they can kind of, you know, put themselves, you know, in other people's shoes a little bit more and just have a bit more compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, my wife is an educator as well. Oh, okay. Um, and it's been extremely, it's been extremely hard on her. She misses the kids. Yeah. You know, she misses the kids deeply, but she's also conflicted because she wants them to be healthy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, you know, it's just been really tough, but she's been able to to really listen to parents and, and empathize a little bit more. And parents have been a lot more empathetic to teachers as well, because now they realize, they realize that Johnny really is bad and don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> He's not logging in on time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, man. That, I'm sure that's the case in a lot of households where they're starting to realize, okay, my kid is bad. So how do you guys feel about opening up? I mean, I, I kind of sense you guys are probably not for it maybe opening up like what do you mean school country school everything you know i just kind of just you know i miss i miss it you know right we miss our way of living how it used to be but i i I understand you know we we need to be careful you know it's not over you know we don't we don't know how long it'll continue we don't know if this vaccine is gonna you know fix everything you know um so i i I think we need we need to take precautions still need some more time that's, that's what I, you know, I think. They're, I always get kind of weirded out when people say, you know, we're going to lock up our economy. I'm like, we're talking about humans, right? Like humans that are dying, right? Like, not that our economy, you know, should just go in the toilet, but compared to human lives, maybe, you know, because we want to be around here for our kids. So um, I think eventually we do have to open back up, but I think a measured approach is best now. I'm going to leave it to the <laughs> experts and everything to figure out what that should look like, but, you know, I want it to be a slow approach. I mean, you know, it's been, you know, tough shopping online and stuff like that. And when I say tough, just as far as shopping experience, it ain't Just because you can't try it on, like... Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that shit. Yeah. 
but um, but no, I, I think Sergio to answer your question more more of a measured approach, you know, because again, the economy, you know, is going to go up and down, but we gotta we gotta preserve life right now. Now, what about the people that think that all right, we're, we want to preserve life as much life as possible, right? What if, what if this pandemic gets to clean up whatever is supposed to be gone? I mean, it sounds cruel to say it that way, but there is people that think this way, right? Uh, yeah, you got some people who definitely think it that way. Um, the religious term for that would kind of be like the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. So we don't, you know, just in God's grand scheme of things, he does what he wants, how he wants, and, you know, it kind of be through that. Yeah, so... Um, what is it called then? The Odyssey. So it's just kind of a view of God that, like, you know, bad things happen and everything, and it's all woven within a story, and some of it mm-hmm. is to remove. So, um, and I, I, I subscribe to that, you know. Um, and so I, I don't know, I don't claim to know fully what he's doing. You know, but I definitely could say, as you were kind of saying, I try to look at the positive sides of COVID. I've lost an uncle. Uh, my mother was sick. My first cousin, who's really like my brother, was deathly ill. He was on CBS News because he was the first COVID patient that survived out of the hospital in our town. Um, so that was really scary for me, really scary for me because we're nine months apart. Um, but with all that being said, I try to focus on the positives. He got married this year. Um, and so his nurse who nursed him back to health was actually at the wedding. You know, so all these relationships and different things that have been built, you know what I'm saying? Um, So I I try to, you know, focus on that. That's what's up. That's a good story right there, man. We're going to have to talk about that after. I want to look them up, see what that was about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you do uh, the CBS News, um, and they did like a follow-up story, too. So it was, it was, and the crazy part about it was, is I was texting him as he was going into the hospital, but. We'll we'll talk about it offline. I definitely need all detail. So that was kind of scary, man. I mean, I was sick. I felt, you know, like a regular, you know, not like a regular flu or anything, but the thought does cross your mind. Like, you never know what's going to happen, you know? Like, there was people my age definitely passing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we had the COVID session here for the episode, and they talked about a young girl also, like, that passed. And, you know, the RN was like, dude, she looked healthy. She looked fine, you know? She looked young, full of life, and she didn't make it, you know? So that's, you know... I definitely, while I was sitting in my bed and laying down and trying to get better, it definitely crossed my mind. You know, I was like, shit, what if this is it? You know, I'm like, you and never did you know. To, did you think to yourself, we got to get this economy restarted? Hell no. <laughs> I kept thinking, yeah, I'm thankful I have life insurance and hopefully it pays out. Yeah. <laughs> get my kids right and my wife right. But um, no, I was just thinking like, damn, like you just never know when it's going to be your time. You know what I mean? Like I kept thinking that. I mean, not constantly. It's not like I was plan and die or nothing but it does cross your mind you're like we don't understand COVID mm-hmm. we don't understand how it's attacking the body you know what I mean and I was like shit like what if this is it for real like you never know mm-hmm. but thankfully we're here man yeah, I got yeah. it yeah, no, I'm, I'm more man, we getting deep in this shit yeah, we are, <laughs> uh, we are. Um, I'm more in the middle man because I understand the economy and, and how I'm biased, okay? <laughs> I don't know. You're trying to sound nice with it, politically correct and all that. Dude, this is compass on filter. You better spit it out. <laughs> no, I can't say that. Oh. <laughs> now, um, you know what? This is going to go a little bit more towards uh, our president, where he does say that the, the solution can't be worse than the problem. Because, because of... COVID and shutting down, like I said, uh, financial hardships. We're having suicides are, on, you know, they're skyrocketing as far as cases. Uh, domestic, you know, uh, these kids are suffering. Um, I see, I see that point. 
you know, I, I see what he's talking about. I, I, I understand. And there are, there are a lot of people who have never been on unemployment. Now they are. They've never had to go collect uh, at a food bank. Now they are. Losing houses. So <clears throat> I'm in the middle. I, I don't know if we should open them. I don't know. Like one part of me, yeah, I've had family who passed away, and, and it's not that I think it's fake or it's a hoax, you know. But at the same time, I understand, you know. So it's kind of like, what do we do? I, You're I'm stuck. not gonna say what we should do because I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't have the answer. You're stuck in the middle too. But I am stuck yeah. in the middle, where I do, I see both sides. Yeah. Even to the, like the positive side, though, maybe this is like you were saying, like maybe this is just kind of you know a weird way that. You know, it could be working to get rid of some people. Maybe this is a referendum on how you've been managing your finances, how you've been investing your time as well. Your time, all, mostly, all those, man. all those different things. Like you can take a look right now, and when things stop up, like my wife and I. So we, we, um, if you guys have heard of like Dave Ramsey, mm-hmm. um, so we did like the total money makeover, and I forget what baby step we're on. We're not fully out of debt, but we're almost there. Um, but one of the things that we did after we got our emergency fund, was we tried to save six months of expenses. And so, you know, that's been extremely beneficial. Fortunately, neither one of our vocations were impacted. Both of us were able to still continue to work, of course, with, you know, safety protocols. But we got a ton of friends and family members who their their money has stopped up. And then when they come to us because they've kind of seen how we've grown and that we're progressing, they're like, what do we do? And it's funny because all we do is we get out a pen and a paper and we start talking to them. We're like, why did you say this? Why did you think about this? Why did you? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, well. Let's make it through COVID. Let's stay healthy. Let's look for another job. Let's do all these different things. But when you get that, let's start saving a little bit different. And let's start looking at how you're using your time, too. I think that's the, the thing that I realized the most, you know, how you invest your time and how where you're applying it to. Does it, you know, are you applying it to things that matter? You know, family being first, you know. And I felt I felt like I was already focused on family. But I think COVID still woke me up a little bit and said, hey, you know, you could do better. You know what I mean? I feel like definitely... Um, it's 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 been a time of like self reflecting, mm-hmm. and like my pastor always says, like it's it, it's almost like a kind of like a gift that we've gotten to have that time with family, and sometimes it reveals some truths that we don't like, you know, like maybe we weren't spending that quality time with our family, and that's brought out an ugly side, you know. Um, but I feel like you know we can't look at the next and there's a lot, you know, like, and you guys have mentioned you've lost loved ones and I've lost loved ones too. And, but at the same time, I think it, it's also been a great time that we've been able to, you know, spend with family. And if we look at how we're spending our time and we see that maybe we haven't been doing it, everything right, you know, we can try to make corrections, you know, spend time with family, you know, you love each other, you know, so. I agree with that 100%. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on from COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this shit got too deep, man. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want to start off like this. Uh, yeah. This shit got depressing. Hey, it dominated 2020. <laughs> it still is, yeah, yeah. And it might dominate the early 2021, too. Yeah. Um, did you want to address a little bit of the elephant in the room or no? So we wanted to get your guys' perspective. Did you want to jump on something else? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we see. We were trying to kind of ease into it, you know, get, you know. Talk about COVID because it affected everybody. Right now, let's. All right, so we want we wanted to have you you guys on. You guys are two individuals that we respect a lot, well-rounded individuals. Um, but when it came down to election time and and voting, you guys have different perspectives, right? Um, you guys are both religious. 
uh, which I respect tremendously. Um, so we wanted to get your thoughts on why you lean a certain way or why you seen you lean the other way, um, and just get you know yeah. get a little rebuttal going on and, and get you know to understand your guys' mentality on on why. We're both we're both unapologetically Jesus followers. Yeah. And um, sure. you're gonna have this diversity. You're gonna I have yeah. friends who have voted for different people, so um I don't think this is an in or out issue. If you voted for Donald Trump, you know, we can have some questions about why you did it. I'll I'll tell you what I believe I got from scripture and why I didn't, yeah. but we're still brothers and sisters in Christ. Um but yeah. Jonathan, sure, sure. you wanna Yeah, sure. Um I mean for me personally, um I'm gonna just go ahead and straight say this like I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. <laughs> and, but I was a Donald Trump voter. And you know, there in my opinion two different things. There are two different things. You know, like trust me, I'm ready, you know, I you know, I think Donald needs to stop with uh trying to, you know, say the election was rigged or they oh, stole it. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for, you know, the new president, you know, you know, you know, I trust that God, you know, chose, you know, um Joe Biden to go next, and that's who he put there because God puts everybody where, in. Uh, where did you go? The one you, the one you, <laughs> you worship? Yeah. Or another guy? The, the one, the only guy. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess, you know. Well, I was just wondering because you voted some way, but no. God didn't tell you about that way because Biden was. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I have to throw that in there. No, no, no it's Welcome good. to Compass and Filter. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I personally voted for Trump. Um, because I felt like in my uh, views, you know, my religious views, I there are some things that I I didn't totally agree with, um, you know, Joe Biden, you know, not not him necessarily, but you know, the Democratic Party and the way they um, progress certain things, you know, I, I just didn't, I don't believe that, you know, aligns all the time with you know biblical views. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Joe Biden as a person is a bad person. If anything, you can see that. Character-wise, um, you know, Trump, I'm not saying Trump is, you know, this Christian person. No, he's not. Um, but I know, uh, you know, God does use, you know, different people throughout history. And not necessarily somebody that you might think, oh, you know, uh, this person should be the, you know, the one he uses. No, he, he he might use somebody, you know, for his purpose, even though it, it might seem that, you know. He doesn't always go for the poster child or like yeah, some, a perfect I, image. No, no. Right. I mean, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. So, I mean, for me, I guess I just felt, um, you know, without getting specific, there are certain views that I just didn't agree with. And, you know, I, I, I still don't, but I'm not going to go and say, hey, uh, this is not my president. No. Can, can we go into some specifics, though? You, you yeah, want like, to? I mean, yeah, exactly. This, this, this is the whole point of Yeah, like, we want to definitely. I guess it's just Copas unfiltered, right? Yeah, so, right. So, right. <laughs> edit it out. <laughs> no, it's unfiltered. No. <laughs> No. We're working on the editing part, but that ain't, ain't happening yet. No, no, no. Yeah, elaborate a little bit more, like on on specific reasons. Yeah, why. yeah. Like, and I, I guess you know, um, you know, it's always you know, I was nervous coming into this because you know, this is obviously going to be on the internet, and you know, these days everybody hates uh, in certain point of views, and they'll let you know. You know, what I'm saying over the <laughs> we're not that popular yet. <laughs> so no, no, but but you know, for me, um, honestly, like uh, if I get specific, there's certain things like um, you know, like uh, abortion is one thing that I don't, you know. Um, at least in the Democratic Party, it's been something that they, you know, support and encourage. And um, Trump, as bad as he, you know, character-wise is, you know, I know that, you know, when he has been president, there have been states that where that has been, you know, repealed. 
um, particularly more in the South, you know, but like for me, um, you know, I'll be honest, I, I know there are circumstances, there are reasons, you know, where abortion is something that I think needs to be done. For example, like medically, like somebody, a woman is going to, as on the point of, let's say death, and it's between her and you the, know, child. the child. I mean, I understand certain situations, but, you know, as a person, you know, I, and I'll get deep, you know, we've, we desire to have a baby, my wife and I, and we haven't been able to, you know, so when I see that happen, you know, that hurts, you know, and to see a life going away. And, and there's people that don't view it as a life, you know, but I, I believe that God, you know, you know, creates us from our, from our mother's wombs, you know, and he knits us. And I, 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 when I see that happen, you know, that hurts, you know, and, and I can't as a Christian say, um, I can't go and force somebody and be like, no, you shouldn't do it. But what I can do is at least support like a party or, or, or people that, you know, discouraging, you know, or, or don't want that to happen. And I, that, that's probably the biggest reason why, mm -hmm. you know, and it, trust me, it was hard. You know, I'm Hispanic, you know, I, I'm um, Mexican and Dominican, I'm mixed. And, and trust me, I see how he treats our people. And I'm like, man, I don't know. You know, I can't do this, you know, like, but at the same time, I feel like I, I sometimes you have to decide, you know, which one Ways out for you. Yeah. Now, so you mentioned the Trump thing, right? And that's one of the reasons for Trump. What was one of the biggest reasons not to vote for Biden, if you have one? Well, for me, honestly, it just goes uh, with with that. What I, what I was just saying that that the Democratic Party tends to favor so that those was kind even, of things. Even that part. Was yeah. Big on for me, favorite. that was the biggest okay. thing. Yeah. Okay. So there. No, and I, you know what I hear that, and party um, amen to, you know, just, you know, God knits us together in the womb and, and life is precious at conception. I believe that as well. Part of the reason that I did support the Biden-Harris ticket over the Trump administration ticket, especially even with that issue and with the Democrats, you know, leaning so favorably upon abortion is because I believe um, life and the preciousness of life, uh, I view it more holistically. So if you advocate for my right to be born, but you don't advocate for me to be born in the circumstances that are advantageous, you don't advocate for me to be treated fairly by law enforcement, and you don't address the circumstances in the environment that exists, that we'd even cause the mentality within you know, the black and brown population to even consider a life not precious, then it's unbalanced. Took it deep. And so um, that's why I felt I could still support the Biden-Harris ticket while also still you know, being you know, staunchly against um, abortion um, except for some extreme measures, as yeah. you said, you know, there are some, some instances that come up where, you know, the person, you know, um, you know, could be near death. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a case by case scenario with that. But that's still what I'm able to I was able to support that ticket because you got to view it more holistically. I mean, yeah. so, you know, you argue for me to be born here, you know, um, but then when I'm restricted, um, when literacy levels, you know, across, you know, uh, black and brown, you know, kids are extremely low and you're not doing anything to pump resources there. You want to cut those fundings and different things like that. You're still killing them. You know, it's just a slow death. Um, it's probably so, worse. Um, I mean, it, it could be, you know, and I think I think that um, and I know that I should say, based on, you know, my understanding of scripture, that God views all life as precious. Um, and he actually calls for us to advocate for, you know, the left out and the lost and for those who can't fight for themselves. So that starts in the womb and that continues once they're outside. So I'm always going to advocate for those um, who are the um, left out and the looked over because that's what God does. You know, um, our, our story is that of a redemptive story. He takes the broken pieces and he puts them back together. Um, and so when I ultimately looked at the Trump administration in their last four years and the vitriol that they spewed, 
towards all type of minorities, not just black and brown brothers and sisters, women, different things of that nature. Um, I just didn't feel some, that was something that I could support uh, yeah. with my theological convictions. Um, I just didn't feel like that was a ticket that I could jump behind. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way uh, with the whole hatred thing, man. I was like, and I think we spoke about this on the Trump talk too. I was like that. I mean, just the way I was raised, my parents, morals. I can I can do it, you know. And I understand your point. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for sharing yeah. too. You know that you know your personal uh, story too, with yeah. you know trying to have a baby. And and I definitely see the connection with that. Yeah. So I, I I get a better understanding of why. You know, thank you so much for sharing that yeah. as well. But at the hatred part, man, I was like, yeah, I can't I can't go I can't go with that. Yeah. You know. And, and to that point, I'm sorry to, to jump in, but to that point, exactly what Josh said. I think that we just, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. Exactly what Jonathan said. I think we want to be, um, whenever we look at a view, we just want to be a bit more nuanced because, see, that's a personal part of his story that he may not share with everybody. Right. But if they just, like, and I like what he said, I just thought that was a cool note. I was a Trump voter, but not necessarily a Trump supporter. Right. And understanding that the two could be different. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you were kind of talking about, hey, I'm kind of in the middle want to open up but we want to remain healthy so i think that we just need to learn that you can manage both perspectives but allowing a conversation to be had about it before you just automatically attack somebody and you know right. push them out yeah yeah definitely i, I, I feel like it's going off what we just said i mean i feel like we need to be able to talk you know you know people with different views be able to talk and have conversations uh where you're not hurting each other and things like that because i just feel like we talk about how back in the day there was, um, you, know, you know, hate and racism. I just feel like it's even more today, you know, not not just only, you know, towards like uh, racism, but even like political views. You know, people just don't like each other or they don't want to, you know, they don't want to hear you. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Well, what, sorry to cut you off, but what, what do you think that is? You know, I mean, I, I think there's deep rooted things. I know, um, I. Honestly, there's, it's, it's, I feel like it's deep-rooted. It gets generation to generation. I know, like, there's, uh, you know, it stems from, you know, racism, obviously. Um, it stems, you know, honestly, four years ago when, when, when Trump won, you know, I think I was the most surprised. I, I thought Hillary was going to win that election, you know. And, and when you saw, like, uh, you know, these different types of people, like, raise up and vote for him and, and just the way they're really out there and, and sometimes very offensive, you know, they're, especially towards us, like minorities, you know, that produces, you know, collision, you know, tension, you know. And so it's bound to happen. And I, you know, as, you know, Christians, I know we, we believe that, you know, we need to forgive each other and love each other. But, you know, if you don't believe in that, <laughs> if you don't know that, if you don't know God's love, then obviously when somebody throws a rock at you, you're going to throw it back, you know. And, and I think that's. I mean, I don't see where it, you know, comes from, but... I think, Sergio, it's, it's, you actually see voiceless people getting a voice, and the people who control the narrative for so long are scared. Mm-hmm. And they're being encouraged to act obnoxious when they are scared, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, it's great things like, you know, podcasts, different things of that <laughs> nature, um, social media, you know, there's bad things about it, but voiceless people can get their word out, and they're learning how to mobilize you know, and come together and organize and strategize. And people are scared of that because, you know, they use big and organized to threaten us, but now we're learning. And so I think it's voiceless people. And now those people who are in power and who abuse power, now they're scared. And that's why I think you see this big tension now and why everything has to be so polarizing. That is, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Now, you have any other questions regarding the 
You guys are making my job harder, man. I thought right. you, I thought he was gonna be like a straight up Trump supporter. You know how we had Julio. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I was sorry. Be like, I was sorry. Like, trying to hit him with questions, you know. But like, no, no, no. But no, that, that that's good, man. That you're uh, how you, how you said it. You know, you I, for I voted for that. You know, that's it. I'm not going to go out there. I'm not wearing the MAGA hat right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> you, nah, you, and it doesn't sound like you're going to buy one. I've never been <laughs> They're probably going to be on sale soon. Probably. Get <laughs> <laughs> you mean on, they're on discount? <laughs> yeah, yeah, discount. They're going to be on sale. Now, how do you guys feel we're going to be entering 2021 with Biden? You know, like, how did, you know, I, I know we're jumping the gun here a little bit, but um, what do you guys feel about that? Like, you, you see a lot of change happening right away. Um, you think it's going to be a slow process because of COVID? There's going to be a lot of things that he attempts to do. I think um, I think as people have become more aware of um, our, our process, um, it takes a long time to effect change, you know. Um, and so right now, he's got to get the Senate. He doesn't have the Senate right now. So a lot of the initiatives that he, you know, ran on and said that he wants to do, um, some of them he's just not going to be able to do right now um, because we don't just have, you know, somebody who can just make a sweeping decision like that. So yeah. I think it'll be slow. I think the same thing that we were talking about with the economy and measured approach, it has to be a measured approach. And we have to hold him to his merits after four years, you know. Um, what did he do? What did he not get done? Uh, what did he push hard on? So um, I think it's going to be slower than what a lot of people hope. And again, yeah. you know, one person is never, uh, I mean, history kind of repaints the story all kind of pretty, but it was never, it was never just one person who just came in and, you know, it's it never been like that, right? It's never been like How that. How do you feel like VT's going to be assisting? Um, I think, I think um, Kamala will be good. I think he chose wisely with her. I was a bit reluctant at first, especially when she was um, being considered as president. Um, there was just, you know, some things for her as a prosecutor, mm-hmm. you know, her record. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you look at shaky, it, it, was, it was like, okay, but I mean, she's a, she's a brilliant woman. You know, she's absolutely brilliant, extremely intelligent, very poised, very focused. Um, I think he chose wisely, and I think he's going to have to lean on her heavily, especially if he wants to get a second term. Just to walk, bro. He's up. <laughs> 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 but but no, he's, he's, he's going to have to lean on her heavily to keep the keep because I think she, she was a big reason why a lot of the, the younger people supported him. Um, so I think she's going to have to have a big voice, and she's going to have to show and prove too. Um, because you know they we, we put them in that spot, so mm-hmm. you know the whole rookie jitters or you know first time at it. I don't think she's gonna be you know um, given as as much um, leeway. Yeah, John, seventy seven years old. Now they mentioned that she he's gonna need her to walk. Yeah, seventy seven when he gets inaugurated. I um, I think they said uh, uh, the oldest president. I think inaugurated. Sure. Oh really? Um, but you know I I agree with you. I, I do think it's gonna be a slow process. I don't even know why they fight for this job so much because <laughs> it's, it's probably it's the most stressful in the world. You know, everybody wants answers and you can't have them. You know, you, you see Trump trying to give you answers all year and every time he's wrong, you know, or he says something, you know, dumb, you know. So, I mean, it's 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 tough and he's going to have to start giving answers, you know, because now he's going to be the president. You know, I saw he was promising, uh, I think, 100 million uh, vaccinated uh, individuals, you know, in his first 100 days. And, oh, wow. Um, so I mean, that's four of us already out, bro. Where, <laughs> who are these people? So I mean, he's gonna have to, you know, it, it comes with the job, right? Um, but I mean, I, I'm hoping, you know, I, you know, I, I will be praying for him, you know, and I know we, you know, you, you will too, and you know, we want the best for this country, we, you know, because we live in it, you know, we. So that, that's what we, we're rooting for him, and 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 we're gonna help out as much as we can. I mean, 
We're gonna. Don't look at me. Eventually, I'm gonna stay home, bro. Y'all know you gotta keep contributing to the GDP. You gotta work, man. We got you, man. We got you. We gonna keep doing Copa San Filter. Yeah. 2021. Now we. Checo, come on, man. Kick in, bro. You you real quiet over there. I feel like you you're thinking of some shit, bro. You just don't want to spit it out. No, no, no. You had a lot for words, say, man. I, yeah, I'm lost for words. You know, it's just because uh, everything they're saying is right. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't have anything to really like. You know, go well, back and forth with them, which I wasn't trying to. But you know, yeah, like, yeah, no, no, I, I get you. I get you. Yeah, Jonathan did kind of catch me by surprise. I thought he was gonna come in hard. You know, Trump supporter or whatever. Yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't I know. You knew me. Well, I thought I did too. See, with the vote. <laughs> no, I, I didn't, just didn't know. No, no, no. I, That's what I, I'm saying. You, you did catch you. my surprise too. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? The way you said it. You know what I mean? But, but what else do you guys feel? Wrapping up 2020, what else has affected us as a society, as a country, like other than COVID, ec- economically? I know we touched a little bit on mental health. Um, what do you guys feel? What else is affecting us crazy? You know? I feel like mental health has been like kind of on the up and up, you know, or maybe we've been, you know, we're more woke to it. You know, I don't even I think know if that's think, the right term, but no, I think we're, you know I, mean? I think we're more aware of it. There was an interesting study. I actually got um, a link and it was talking about actually those who have been um, coping mentally mm-hmm. um, a bit better um, have regular church attendance. So um, I think a lot of times people divorce the mental and the spiritual and really they're one and the same. Um, you even talked about just, hey, you know, and, I, and I've seen you with your kids. I think you're a great dad, always present, always there. But you've just Thank seen you. it a little bit more um, that, hey, these are some spots I could be filling in. I think God has really used 2020 to take mm-hmm. some time alone with us. And if you're mentally not okay, that's okay. But uh, you don't have to stay there. Um, so check in with him a little bit more, hear from him a little bit more. Um, and uh, I, I think that we are a bit more aware of it because 2020 has given us time to just settle down. And take a look and see where we're at and figure out why we're not good. Um, and I honestly, you know, think that God is the he's the he's that gap filler. We've been trying to cover it with a lot of things, you know, going out to work, going on vacations, doing different things. But it's a it's a God sized hole and only he can fill it. And um, have you, were you born like Christian? I was born. Raised? So I was my, my belief is that nobody is born Christian. I was born in a Christian household, mm-hmm. um, but I had to make my own decision and develop a personal relationship with him. So I was born in a Christian household. Uh, some of the. Doctors and teachers, I'm sworn off. Um, but the most, the one that I've stayed with is just believing that you know Jesus Christ is you know God incarnate, came and died for us. Um, but I was born in a Christian household. John, uh, same question. Yeah, yeah, I was I was born in a Christian household, but yeah, like you said, it, it, you're you're not born Christian. Um, I, it has to be a personal decision that you do, you know, a uh, personal encounter that you have with God. And uh, for me, it happened when I was 18, where I realized, you know, this this is real, you know, and. Um, it's, it's my life, you know, like my, my identity is in Christ and, um, I, I can tell you, it doesn't mean I'm perfect. No, I mess up. Um, and there's been times where, you know, I've thought, you know what, I, I, I you know, I don't want to do this, but I know in my heart, like, this is who I am and in my heart, I can't go any other way. Like there's only one way to the father and that's Jesus, you know, and that, that's you're trying to stick to that. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, that's what's say, you know, that's in my heart, you know, but I, I kind of wanted to say what you were saying about uh, 2020, you know, and, and it's kind of going back to what we were saying at the beginning. It's honestly like everything got taken away, you know, like work, entertainment, you know, restaurants, every, everything got taken away. And it was just, you know, you, if you're living alone or you and your family and, you know, I, you know, God does things for different reasons, you know, and I feel like that 
uh, was a time, and it is a time now to self-reflect, and you know, it, it exposes when you're like in a confinement, in a ticking room, right? You're like in a ticking time, I was gonna say. It's, it reveals the true you, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like what we're seeing now, mental health and all that coming out, it's the true person. They were just distracted with their work. They were just distracted with school. Yeah, you know? Entertainment or whatever. Now, how do you guys, do you guys feel like the, with the mental health thing, you guys feel like people or youth are using it for attention on social media as well? Like, I feel like it's it's so hyped. And, and, I, and like I said, I don't want to sound cruel or like an asshole or whatever, but it, I mean, if, it feels like it's not just magnified, but it's also like um, for likes or, you know, for attention. Uh, do you guys feel like you see that on social media a lot too? Or or is it people are just really suffering? Or it could be both. It's, bo- it's hard it's to tell. Yeah. I mean, you're you're incentivized for that, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that they were experimenting. I, I thought I read something where they said they were going to experiment with removing like the number of likes that you could yeah, see. On I Instagram. thought they did already. I thought they removed it on Instagram. Did they or no? No, I used to see it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, I think that would be great because I think that there is. I, I think that that does happen. Well, I think so too. And I was watching, uh, and I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, Social Dilemma on on uh, Netflix. I didn't finish it. Oh man, great, great uh, documentary regarding that. You know, and, and the way these people designed these these sites for us. You know, to help. You know, they they originally thought the like button was going to boost your self-esteem and help you and make people happy. It was, it was a happy button, you know, Hey, let me make you happy. I'm going to give you a like, and and it backfired, you know, people, people took it to a whole nother extreme. You know what I mean? And now it's like, it's causing these people to be depressed or to have uh, low self-esteem. You know what I mean? Like, if you haven't watched it on Netflix, go, go take a look at it because it definitely will give you a different perspective about social media. And now that we have Compass and Filter, bro, I always think about it now. I'm like, God damn, I'm on this motherfucker all the time. <laughs> um, and trust me, I think about it. And I, I meant to tell you about that the documentary. But since we are on social media, I wasn't on social media as heavy. But now with the podcast to promote and to, you know, to make people aware that we're here, I have to kind of be on there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about this damn show or documentary that I saw. And I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta draw the line of where uh, it's healthy for me, you yeah. know. Even bringing it back to what we subscribe to, I think the thing is, we're all looking for approval. That's not necessarily the wrong thing, mm-hmm. but there's one source that we can ultimately find that approval from, and it's not social media, it's not any of those places. You know, we believe it's Jesus, and uh, we believe that for everybody. And so, what most people will do is like, oh, well, you know, I'll get rid of social media, which ain't necessarily a bad thing. You just got to manage it, mm-hmm. but you're still going to look for that approval elsewhere. It's going to be the bigger house, it's going to be the car, it's going to be the promotion, it's going to be the degree, it's going to be the clothes. It's going to be something else. Again, it's a God-sized hole, man, mm-hmm. and only he can fill it. But I definitely think people are, you know, cloud chasing, attention chasing, mm-hmm. looking for the sympathy, all those different things. I mean, I think what, I don't know what social media platform it was, but somebody took their life on it. Oh, uh, You know, like, and they, they streamed it. I don't, it may not have been in the United like States. I don't want to speak out of turn, but yeah. But I mean, you know, that person was clearly sick. You know, and you know, and to go back to it, the whole algorithms, you know, and and the fact that it's it's such a big animal that you're going against. So, me as as speaking for myself, as as a compass and filter, you know, I'm I'm trying to promote this thing and I'm trying to go against, but their design already is attacking me. You know, come on, you know, come check it. Mm-hmm. Come to, and one of the guys on the episode on the documentary was talking about he was addicted to his email, 
And that's probably one of the things that I open the most too. Mm -hmm. It's mostly to delete your junk, you know? But I'm, I'm constantly opening. If I see three emails pop in, I'll open it, delete. But guess what? They're still getting me to click in there, you know? Like I'm still opening constantly just to delete the emails just because I don't like the notification on there. But the fact that I'm, I'm going in there to open it, and then if I do see something I want to open, then I'm clicking on that. Then it's taking me to the site, you know? And it's you're going against such a big animal that it's kind of hard for you to beat that mm -hmm. you got to be really really strong to, to beat it you know what i mean so for for everybody listening man if you're you know if you feel like you're addicted to social media or hey you know check out that documentary you know open up your eyes try to change the way you view um this thing here you know now i was laughing because um i i got got man for real i looked at this site for a at a, for a hoodie mm -hmm. and the hoodie was sold out and of course, you know, with those cookies, like it followed me everywhere. Like yeah. on Facebook, go everywhere. So I keep going, keep I'm like, they keep advertising to me to, advertising this to me, but this just one hoodie. They still don't have it. And they kept advertising, kept advertising, and then they popped up on Facebook. I went straight through and bought it, and I was like, Y'all got me. And, and, and they were persistent. They were persistent. persistent. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, anything that you say now, that was crazy at first to me. Now, I mean, you know that's what's happening, but we talk about, you know, a Ford Raptor or a Mercedes Benz. Guess what? Now it on my Facebook, up. it'll it'll pop up. You know, um, they don't know that I don't have the money for it. So <laughs> screw it. But it will pop up. Well, you're but, gonna say that, and then all of a sudden you're gonna see your credit card. Uh, <laughs> and um, the next thing that they said too, like don't click on anything that's suggested. If they're suggesting something to you, make your own decision. You know, don't click on their whatever they're suggesting. Even though the song is gonna be dope, skip it. Fuck it. Pick your own song. <laughs> but I don't know. Just food for thought. I agree. And I, I think you've kind of fallen into a little bit of a that with Compass on Filter, you know, because you'll, you'll hit me up, you'll be like, hey, how the number's looking like? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. it's like, but I, I think you just can't avoid it, especially with what we're doing. Because we're, right. we're trying to promote this, we're trying to get this going, you know, and it's just like, you, you can't change. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it, almost. Yeah, you know and with I mean? that, with that being said, hey, Subscribe, like, and share. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> like that Facebook page. <laughs> hey, we got to add that in there. All this positive messages, then we catch it with that, bro. Come on, dog. Nah, I'm just All right, cool, my brother. Check us out then, man. All right. Thank you guys for coming, man. Thank you for having us. We appreciate all your time. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming out. I feel like the next time we, we bring you guys out, man, because I definitely want to have you guys come out again, I want to talk more about just focus on religion. Um, I'm Catholic. My guy here grew up Catholic as well. Um, you guys are Christian. I know we have this conversation at home yeah, all, um, time. all the time, you know. And I feel like it's it deserves its own its own episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I know we've talked about religion and and the relationship with God. Uh, most importantly, um, I just feel like the episode needs to be focused on that and maybe different religions, different relationships with God, uh, different styles of praying and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But that's that's my invitation on the on on air right now yeah. to, to you guys to come back out to do an episode like that if you guys are down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Should, should we wear a collar? Hey, I'm <laughs> hey, y'all can do whatever. Um, beers are gonna be on the table, but y'all can wear collars if y'all want. But yeah, you guys are down. Yeah, yeah. Sure. you don't have to answer right now. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for coming out. What up?